Hi everyone and welcome back to The Courageous Mama. I hope you've had a great week and thanks for joining me. Each week I'm going to cover a range of parenting topics from tantrums and chat back to hormones, sibling issues, anxiety, teen troubles. It doesn't matter whether you're holding a newborn baby or waving your oldest child off into the distance with their backpack on their back and into their new adventure. This podcast is for you if you're a parent. We're going to do everything and anything that causes good connection in a child's life and helps you to avoid the places where bad connection can build up. This week, I thought I'd talk about success. What do you think success is? What is a successful person? What do your kids think success is? In their formative years, our children will be picking up messages that form their core beliefs. And whilst they're doing that, we have the privileged position of informing those beliefs so that they don't end up with skewed beliefs. And I know it's easy at this point to be worried that we're programming them by shaping their beliefs. But the answer to that is you definitely are, whether you think you are or you're not, intentionally or passively, all day, every day, you are shaping your child's beliefs. The things that we do and say on a daily basis will majorly impact their perception about the world and about themselves. The question is, Do we want to make sure that we're not sending the messages that we never meant to send? I'm simply saying, let's be intentional about that. Here's the thing. In this day and age, kids perceive fame as the height of success. Ask them over dinner what they think a successful person is. I doubt they'll say something profound. They're far more likely to point to jobs, exam passes, famous people, the cars that people drive. Ask them who they think is successful and why. And let me know. I'd love to hear. And where did they get that idea from? Well, it could be from peers or screens or us. But one way or another, unless we intentionally talk about success, they'll pick up the world messages. And what messages are you picking up? What's the world telling you? Be the best. Get more followers, expand your influence, be thinner, be richer, be popular, be your own boss, we hear a lot, as though it's some kind of failure to be working for somebody else. That could be a successful choice for one person. It's a lot to live up to success and our kids these days live in a sea of these narratives. They're all around them. When I was speaking in schools before lockdown, I'd often notice what was on the hall walls. And it wasn't uncommon to have a famous sports person and a quote next to them as a motivator. And I'm not against motivational talk, but what are the messages there and are they always healthy? It's all often part of the big dream culture. And dreaming big is great, don't mishear me. But dreaming big about what? I don't have a problem with attaining an achievement. Of course, we should all meet our potential. But where I think it gets a bit dangerous is the notion that there's a huge end of line, top of the ladder experience that has to be had and that's all we're aiming for. But is that the prevailing definition of success? 
that you want your child to be saddled with? What do you think success is? How would you define it? The chances are, if you don't have a ready answer, that you're not being intentional in the way that you're imparting that message to your kids. I know that when I wrote my book, people would often ask me, how's it going? How many have you sold? Those two questions seem to come together. And of course, that is one way of looking at success. It's quantifiable and we all love a number. But here's the thing. If someone who has read my book improves the connection between them and their child, that means a million times more to me than being on the Times bestseller list. Yes, it was fun to speak at the Lit Fest, but I get a far greater kick out of one parent coming and sharing a parent win with me. The other day, a mum said to me on the phone she'd had a real win with a child that she'd been used to nagging in order to get him to be on time for sport. So she decided she was going to take a leaf out of the book and let him be responsible for himself and not nag if he was late for something. Meanwhile, she went off and had a cup of tea. She said she felt empowered and he learned whether he liked being late and they didn't fall out with each other. It was his decision and I suspect that because he was late, next time he'll think about it differently. I wouldn't want to do my book a disservice by sort of harnessing a whole chapter in a couple of sentences, but she got the essence of what I was saying and she'll end up in a different position with her child. That's legacy. They'll argue less if she keeps that up. It'll improve their relationship and he'll become more responsible and he may well pass that on to his own children. That for me is success. What's your metric for success? Are you living it? Before I went to publish, I asked myself, what outcome do I hope for? What will define a successful book for me? And it doesn't mean to say that a myriad of other things didn't happen too, but what actually defined success? If we can help our children to define what they feel is successful, they won't be as thrown by other people's successes, the world narratives. They'll be able to celebrate other people without feeling like a failure themselves. If we can help them to consider their definition of success, they can count their victories on their own merits, not on what's happening in the next lane. And when the world is loud, and it is very loud on this topic, it's important for the quieter voices at home to have a steadfastness about them. So have a think about success and what it means to you and what you'd like to impart to your kids. And it isn't one thing, of course, it's a range of things. There can be character success, choosing to tell the truth when a lie would have been easier, turning up to something you committed to when you've had a better offer. It can be tenacity success. Did you keep going? It can be wisdom success. Did you know when to stop, when to put it down and say, that's enough? Did you keep your promises? Did you practice? Were you kind? Who are you competing against? Others or your own goals? Don't get me wrong, I'm all for winners on sports day. I can remember going to one of my children's sports day and they announced there would be no winners and no losers. And I just thought, what a ridiculous idea. 
Every child knows that the person who got past the line first won. It doesn't wash with kids. There will be a fastest. There will be a maths genius. Let them be. We all want to shine in our own way. But being first isn't the only metric for success. Knowing our children's strengths and weaknesses is helpful, but defining their success is a whole different thing. In a world where over half of children are struggling with self-confidence, it's good to ask ourselves, what's defining my child's perception? Why are some children feeling like failures? Why is lack of confidence a chronic problem? And reminding ourselves that we do have a strong voice in the home, what we say and what we model. So taking the time to think about how our children are being influenced and then being intentional in that space, having good conversations, helping them to develop their perceptions can be life-giving for our kids. And if you're someone who loves to learn about raising emotionally healthy, confident children, you'll love the book Parenting for Life. If you haven't got it already and you'd love a full-colour, hard-backed book with great parenting tools that's written so you can just pick up one page and change your day with just one paragraph, one little tip for the day, or you want to dig into a whole chapter or the whole book, you'll find it on my website, which will also have the notes from today on if you'd like to see them in print so that you can re review it in your own timing. The website's called thecourageousmama.com You'll also find information there if you're looking for some one-to-one -one support in your family life. You can come and share with me and we'll find some tools that will take the tension out of your family life. And that's also on thecourageousmama.com, but I'll put the link below as well. And what I'd love you to do is one of two things or both. Pop to the review section of the podcast, ping me some stars and a nice comment. And the other thing is um, to share it with a friend, someone you know who would find this helpful. And I look forward to seeing you again next week.